reverse harem, graphic sexually explicit scenes, mass kink, fire play, knife play. Just another day at the office. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast. We have a banger for you guys. Hockey season is back. We're going to go over Icebreakers by Hannah Grace, which is hockey, figure skating. It is full peak fall season, so I'm very excited. But before we get into Icebreakers, Sav, how are you doing? I am good. I will be very honest. I'm feeling incredibly overwhelmed. That's where we're at. If you all are drowning in work, it's relatable. It's like... The beginning of the holiday season, I feel like, is when people want to pop off. And it's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, this is a safe space. Welcome to the party. Other than that, we close on our house tomorrow. I have fucking boxes everywhere. I am realizing now that I packed up all my clothes, I only left out one bra. So I guess I'm not going to be wearing a bra anytime soon, but that's where I'm at. Not thriving, but surviving. What about you? So the fall season is ruined by midterms. I have midterms coming up, grading midterms, reviewing for midterms, but baseball is back in a full swing. And so my brother, I took my brother to the game yesterday. This is an hour and 15 minutes away, but my parents had to work. So I went with him and they have to be there an hour and a half early before the game starts, like warm up and stuff. So the okay, I'm going to bring my book with me. So I'm sitting fully into my book and I was like, I don't see them on the field. I was so lost in the book that I was literally at the wrong field. (laughs) And my brother's like, well, are you learning how to cast a spell to find a boyfriend? I was like, (gasps) David, I think that segues perfectly into what you're reading though. Cause I'm so excited because I have it too. I, okay. So I just finished icebreakers, which cannot wait to talk about, but I am reading go hex yourself by Jessica Claire. So starting off spooky season, there's a black cat involved. So peak spooky season. Mm. And it's so funny. It's like a funny enemies to lovers. So far it's a slow burn. And so I'm really enjoying it and I have my October TBR and I'm going to try to stick with it, but we'll see. I love that for you because I've I bought this book in like August and I've been waiting for October to read it. So I am ready to get into it since you're loving it so much. Yeah, it's really, really cute. We are gonna do listen, I have a stacked Cocktober lineup. <laughs> so Emily and I found this graphic and it said what you're reading for Cocktober. And we were like, well, we have to participate <laughs> in Cocktober. <laughs> So we're going to post the graphic on Instagram, but this consists of 16 books. So try and fill in your Cocktober card. We've got a reverse harem, forbidden love, a bodyguard romance, mafia gang romance, enemies to lovers, love triangle, paranormal athletes, which if you read icebreaker, you can knock off an age gap, billionaire, marriage of convenience, fantasy, friends with benefits bully kidnapped and a small town so we're gonna be quite busy actually during the month of October (laughs) please don't interrupt us because we have 16 very spicy specific romances to get through thank you very much (laughs) in October has a stacked lineup of new books coming out I I, like peak I my pre-order list is about to everything's about to come through so 
It's a good reading month. Honestly, pre-ordering is the best because you forget that you ordered it and then it just shows up and you're like, oh my God, it's a present for me. Like it's like the best thing ever. It's like an early Christmas gift. Exactly. I love it. Well, we are actually going to go ahead and get into it because we have such an exciting episode. So Icebreaker has blown up on TikTok. I was nervous. I did not think that this was going to live up to the hype. I will be completely honest. And Em and I both read it last week, obsessed. Emily texted me and said, have you started this book? And I thought it was going to be like, oh shit, we have to, we have to uncommit again because we're saying that we can read something and not being able to read it. No, it's because she didn't want the book to end because the book was so fucking good. So we loved Icebreaker so much that we tagged Hannah Grace and some stuff on Instagram and she responded to us and let us ask her some questions. So we have a really fun Q&A. It's not recorded. She sent us back an email. She is incredibly cool. So thank you for letting us ask you some questions. And we're going to go ahead and get into the information about her and also the dedication. So Hannah Grace is an English self-labeled fluffy comfort book author who's writing predominantly new adult and contemporary romance from her home in Manchester. When she's not describing everyone's eyes 10,000 times a chapter, accidentally giving multiple characters the same name or using English sayings in her American book that nobody understands, you can find her hanging out with her husband and two dogs, pig and bear. And today we'll be discussing Hannah Grace's debut novel, Icebreakers, which follows Nate Hawkins and Anastasia. And today the book is dedicated to Erin, Kylie, and Rebecca. Thank you for believing in me. This book is for you guys. And if you read the author's note, those are like her besties, which I think is so cute. Okay, getting into the plot review. Do you say Anastasia or Anastasia? I say Anastasia. Okay, but do you say Stassi? Because I was thinking the whole time like Stassi baby. (laughs) I was thinking Stassi. <laughs> like Stas, Stassi. <laughs> okay, that's what I was thinking too. Whatever. When the UCMH hockey rink is no longer in use and they have to share with the figure skating team, Anastasia is, is underwhelmed by the situation and overwhelmed by the changes to her schedule and her planner. She and her skating partner, Aaron, are pairs figure skaters hoping to make it to the Olympics. Enter Nathan Hawkins, captain of the hockey team. He wants to smooth over the relationship and be friends with Anastasia. Or more than friends, because he's immediately enamored with her. After Aaron is hurt and not able to participate or train for eight weeks, supposedly by a member of the hockey team, Nate takes the fall for his team and is prepared to sit out the season. But instead, he offers to stand in as Stassi's partner for eight weeks so that she can continue training. They put a pause on lust and what was becoming a beautiful friends with benefits situation and end up falling fully in love while training. And in the end, you knew this couple would be together all along. The pair becomes teammates, roommates, friends, and then lovers. And this is the most emotionally intelligent couple that has come into my life in quite some time. Icebreaker is a five-star read with full swoon, spice, and the best set of characters we could ask for. Some tropes include college settings, sports romance, a bit of a praise kink, some disability representation, and lots of good drama. Yeah, Nate Hawkins loves Who Do You Belong To, Girl. Oh, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so first, if you guys are looking for an NHL player that looks like Nate Hawkins, look up Jamie Dreisaitl. He plays for Anaheim literally could be Nate Hawkins's twin 
So this book, five stars, it sucked me in immediately and will forever be a top five favorite book. It tackles complex issues like eating disorders and sports, accepting therapy and letting go of control. Nate Hawkins is the absolute blueprint when it comes to men. He literally tells her, I don't joke about consent, Anastasia. Like, are you kidding me? He is hot, fun, so sexy, and truly an amazing captain. And Anastasia is one of my favorite female main characters. She is strong, determined, and doesn't hide who she is. And she's also so funny, which is like, the book is just, it's funny, and it's hot, and it has plot. So just top tier. And I love the dynamic that we get with Nate and Stoss involving the other hockey players on their team. The characters were all so amazing and so well-written that I could honestly care less about Aaron, the villain. And I am so glad that he got what was coming to him. The swimming lesson that Nate took her to so she will trust him and not be like afraid to fall. Goodbye. Ripped my heart out. I absolutely melted when Nate realized that Anastasia hasn't been eating enough and tried everything to help her eat in such like a polite way. And when he bought her an iPad for Christmas, so she'll have her own device to do therapy on straight tears and the epilogue. I couldn't ask for anything better. I have three main quotes at the beginning. Nate tells Anastasia, you don't hate me like you pretend you do. Do you? If you want me on my knees, we can make that happen. The way I screamed. Tears, tears, tears of joy. (laughs) And then, so Anastasia posts morning motivation stuff on her Instagram every day. And she's the grumpy character, and he's like the sunshine character. And so Nate goes and tells her, what do you call it when you're catfishing people? Positive vibes only? Because he's like, you're catfishing people because you're not such a happy sunshine person. Last, this was like, If somebody told me this, I would propose, but Nate goes, I can see how uncomfortable it makes her when she feels behind. So I do my best to stick to her timeline while reminding her that sometimes taking a change of plan is good. Like an impromptu trip to watch some romance movies. A man. Nate Hawkins is the most emotionally intelligent man on planet earth. I swear to God. I am so in love with him. I, my, this is a book that a future husband or boyfriend will have to read have to I found myself getting frustrated with Seth this weekend for no apparent reason and I know it's because he's not Nate Hawkins (laughs) like I know (laughs) in the back of my head I was like you are being psychotic because you're getting mad at your husband for not being as great in life as a fictional character and I'm going to continue to do so because (laughs) Nate Hawkins is the blueprint he is perfect listen I read this on my Kindle 10% of the way through I bought the hard copy because I have to have it. It needs to be on my bookshelf because it's going to become a cornerstone of my personality. Do y'all remember when I read Akatar and then for like three months, that was like who I was as a human being. I can feel this is what's happening with Icebreaker. So had to order the hard copy, but it was great because I was highlighting in my Kindle as I went and the whole fucking book is highlighted. I highlighted everything. I am so in love with Nate Hawkins and I love Stassi. You know, I love to give a female main character shit. She was incredible. 10, 10 million stars. I have a couple of favorite things. I think Nate is incredibly funny. And at one point, <laughs> I can't. Stassi is curling her hair. Also, Em and I are calling her Stassi, like Stassi baby. I don't know if that was the intention, Hannah. You tell us if we're wrong. But Stassi is curling her hair and he called the curling iron a hot stick thing. <laughs> I think that that is so funny. 
another classic Nate Hawkins funny line is that they are out to dinner like with her parents. He has on a button down shirt. He had rolled up the sleeves on the button down shirt. And he says, rolling up the sleeves is a JJ classic. He insists it's the sluttiest thing a guy can do. And I, I want to know, do you think that's true? I think it's like one of the hottest things a guy can do. I just think it's super hot. Like the way that middle school administrators thought that my shoulders being out was going to do to men is what I do if <laughs> their forearms are out. Like it is so slutty, so scandalous. I'm so here for it. I think it's like truly super, super hot. There is this one scene that I wanted to talk about. So when Nate orders chicken wings to the hockey house and Henry is there, JJ is there and Stoss is there and she's eating and she's like wearing like a white t-shirt. Like she's not wearing anything else. And And so she's eating the chicken wing and she starts moaning and Henry's like it's already bad enough that I have to hear you do this later <laughs> in the night now I have to hear it over dinner and JJ just spits his drink out everywhere and it's like dry heaving and Nate was like oh shit I gotta get her out of here and then he buys her pajamas so she has something to wear that like she feels comfortable around the guys so emotionally guy intelligent thinks. king emotionally intelligent king I fucking love Henry I am obsessed with Henry I want to curl up with him on a rainy day. I want him to read me bedtime stories. Like he was so funny. And I don't know if I inferred this and other people didn't, but the way that they talked about him kind of made it seem like he could be on the spectrum. And so I liked that he had that kind of like awareness of not really having good social cues and people in his life, like teaching him like, yo man, you can't say that. It's okay. We love you. But like, you you cannot be saying shit like that. He had in his bathroom like a cubby for girls who spend the night. There's pads, tampon, shampoo, body wash, a loop. Like that is a man. Um, like guys in our college were not doing that. Okay, but I have to say, if I w- it's different because it's Henry and he's perfect. If I walked into some fuckboy's house and he had like a care package situation set up, I'd be like, nah. How many girls you fucking? <laughs> If you have tampons and fucking shampoo and it's like good shampoo, like if you have the argan oil shampoo and not the suave, I know that you're a slut. I I think JJ was kind of slutty too. And I loved him. Yeah. I loved JJ. Like I was like, the main characters were amazing. And so were the side characters. Yeah. Who? Okay. So in the side boys, we have, Russ, Henry, JJ, and Robbie. I want you to rank them one to four. Who fave to least fave? One being fave. Henry, JJ, Russ, Robbie. Oh my God. Okay. Mine is JJ, Henry, Robbie. No, no. no. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm having a stroke because I can't figure it out. <laughs> AJ, Henry, Robbie, Russ. But Robbie could easily, easily sneak into the one or two seed. You know what I'm saying? Like he could be, yeah. be moved up. Russ kind of won me over when he found Anastasia drunk and day drinking by herself. And like these guys kept hitting on her. And he was like, hey, baby, I'm coming to like rescue. And they're waiting. Anastasia's waiting for the Uber. And he was like, I called, I called your boyfriend. Sorry. 
she like knew too it got really quiet and she was like fuck did you tell on me (laughs) I just love them so much and I love that JJ thinks that having the sleeves up is the sluttiest thing that you can do because I agree the second sluttiest thing that a man can do and I know that Nate Hawkins would do this is when he's backing up he puts his arm here and he fucking one hand (laughs) so fucking hot so fucking I, I don't want you to look at the backup camera i no. want you to no don't look at the pa- backup camera like a pussy i want you to do that hand thing and then i want <laughs> you to pull over and let me use your hands differently because i think that is so <laughs> slutty and it is beautiful i think it's hot and a man who can back out of a parking spot I, that's just hot so oh so hot so yes nate hawkins is the most top tier man alive because okay he says shit like this looking at her makes me want to be the funniest guy in the room so I can be the one to make her laugh like he was so enamored with her and just wanted to do everything that he could to be a good guy not just for his girlfriend which is what like that's all you can hope for but he wanted to be a good guy for like his sister his teammates his friends the people that depended on him and I'm just like incredibly obsessed with him and I also think the the emphasis in this book on therapy and potentially disordered eating like she just did and we asked her about it so we'll get to in a second but she just did such a good job of talking about things that are not easy to talk about and doing it in such a fantastic way no I agree it wasn't so in your face but it was like very like subtle and like just really just worked perfectly and it was like very important topics that happen in college sports and outside of sports that we don't really get to hear a lot about so I think that was just so beautifully done yeah and I love anytime that there's disability representation in any book I'm so obsessed because I just think it's like we've crossed the threshold to talk about um BIPOC individuals and to talk about like plus size representation but I think that like disability or like non-abilities are so often not talked about and so I think Robbie's storyline and him being who he is and like he was in a wheelchair but it was so infrequently talked about he was just him it wasn't like the guy in the wheelchair it was Robbie and I think that that is so important and I cannot wait cannot wait for the book about him and Lola I'm super excited and if you're looking for another like sports book with the disability representation I highly recommend Always Only You by Chloe Lee. It's one of her Bergman mm-hmm. brother books. Sav recommended it to me. And it also does, it involves hockey. It involves like disability rep. And it's also really well written. Yeah. M stands the Bergman brother series so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so getting into our Q&A. So the first question, where does your inspiration come from? Is there a Nate in your life who inspired this story or are you just a hopeless romantic like us? Okay, so I'm answering like I am Hannah. I am not Queen Hannah. I do not have her way with words. But 99% of her inspiration comes from music. Big Taylor Swift, Maddie Zom, Ariana Grande, Adele, amongst many, many others fan. Sometimes it'll just be one line in a whole song and it'll inspire a chapter or sometimes even an entire book. My husband asked me constantly if anyone is inspired by him. And I always say no, but really when I think about it, he's incredibly caring and patient with my mental health journey. And who does that remind you of? Like she has a real life Nate Hawkins. I'm so, I'm so obsessed with her. Girl could dream. 
girl can dream. Of all the side men in this story, who is your favorite? We are big Henry fans. Hannah says, I love Henry as much as the next person. I really, really do. But Robbie is the glue that keeps everything together. Without Robbie, it would be carnage. And I don't know how I'd cope writing that. It sounds like this is book one in a two book series. When can we expect number two? Do you have other work in progress? There are currently seven books in the series. Amazon only adds the one of two, et cetera, when I add a book in the background. And currently I only have Icebreaker and Stranded Loaded. This is always subject to change because what I've learned is my creative vision is constantly evolving, but I currently have plots and ideas for seven books. As I'm coming up with a new thing for one book, I'm like, ooh, well, what if we also had this book? If I let my brain run riot, I'd have a 20 book series or something. Book two is called Stranded and it's about Rosie Quinn who is Anastasia's boss's daughter and her best friend, Kitty Vincent, who we briefly met in Icebreaker. Kitty gets her heart broken and decides she wants to spend the summer in Europe to get over it. Naturally, Rosie has to go with her. On the trip, Rosie meets Taylor, an English romance writer, and well, I'll let you read it for yourself. It doesn't currently have a release date, but it will be available as soon as possible. The series will follow a school year, summer break, school year, summer break, etc. format, meaning that the next book will be during the summer and we will be back at school with the gang in book three. Seven books. I just <laughs> hard copy pre-ordering. Every single all one. Of my money. Every so single pumped. one. <laughs> so pumped. Why did you pick hockey and figure skating? I saw a TikTok about a hockey player and figure skater and bam, there was the plot. I didn't realize it was going to get the attention it has because I honestly didn't realize there was such a desire for this type of book. I personally have absolutely no athletic talent. So naturally I love sports romance books. I also regularly watch Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore Moulin Rouge routine. If you know, you know. I have to say that this combination and just the plot line was just, I didn't know I needed this plot line, but I did. I mean, there's so many hockey romances out there, but none of them have ever been done like this before. So, like, maybe she got the idea from somewhere, but, girl, only you, only you could bring this to light. Aaron was a master manipulator, and I think you conveyed that so well. Was he always going to be the villain? Aaron was always going to be the villain. Aaron represents friendships, but a very specific friendship I've had where I've just not known when to let go where I've forgiven someone time and time again, clinging to the good parts of our friendship, ultimately letting them hurt me in the new and worse ways because I've been desperate to just keep the peace. When your life is very intertwined with someone, i.e. you live together, you might work together, share the same group of friends, etc., it isn't that easy to just say goodbye. I know and understand that many people will feel frustrated with Anastasia and how she handles the situation, but I tried to make her as realistic as possible. And this is how some people do, LOL, me, <laughs> deal with things. So, same with Nate. It's so easy to just say, cut them off and get frustrated when the person doesn't. Oof. I, she just, I feel attacked. <laughs> like they're no, I'm, attack out on me. <laughs> That's how come when Anastasia was getting mad at Nate, I was like, Nate, stop being an asshole. Like, Aaron, like, she has been dependent on Aaron to make her dream come true. They've been skating. And you, like, build this kind of, like, different relationship with your partner. And I was like, Nate, I understand you have these worries, but you also have to understand where Anastasia is coming from. Yeah. There were times when Aaron was gaslighting Anastasia, and I was like, I've had conversations like this. Like, I have felt like this in a situation so 
again, great job at bringing that point across and making you see both sides of it. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but the themes you talked about in this book are so important. Consent, therapy, and having a healthy relationship with food. How did you decide to cover such sensitive topics and how did you do it so well? When I'm plotting, the ideas just sort of create themselves, which I know sounds weird and I didn't believe it until I was a writer. So I didn't think I want to write a book with disordered eating. I always question the idea if I have or where the plot is heading adds to the character and adds to the story. These topics can be very triggering to people, and if they don't have a real contribution to the story, then I don't write about them, even though that might be something in my head that adds to the character I try to write with purpose, instead of just throwing everything in. To me, the things I've included made sense with Stassi and who she is. I spend a lot of time researching, but I would say most of the things I write about so far are lived experiences or feelings. I have a wonderful people in my life whose sensitivity read. I think genuinely caring about writing something in a way that might help people or at least be something they can relate to is enough to make sure it turns out good. I'm slightly older than Icebreaker's target audience, which means I've grown up with some very, very questionable media. Consent wasn't really talked about in the way it is now. Neither was mental health. And when I was in high school, it was cool to be hungry. Consent is the absolute bare minimum. So you will see in every single book I do. I want the people reading my books to see it so often that it becomes what they expect as the minimum in their real life. There's a whole generation of people who are raised and expected to feel grateful for unwanted attention from men, and I refuse to pass that toxic mentality on. I post publicly all the time that my mental health is a mess, and I personally know how, and I personally now attend weekly therapy. Therapy is absolutely incredible, and if you have the resources, I fully appreciate, and a lot of country healthcare is a privilege, our UK queen, then I truly believe everyone would benefit from it. Relationships with food is too complex for me to summarize my thoughts in a paragraph, but I hope I've shown that there is more than one way to struggle and having supportive, non-judgmental people around you is a blessing. Incredible. Speechless. Speechless. And one thing I really like about this book when she talks about consent and it's something that we don't like really see day to day is that even when you're in a relationship with somebody, if you're too drunk, it's like if honestly, like if Stoss would want to have sex and Nate is like, you're like too drunk. Like I know we're boyfriend and girlfriend, but like, this is like, you're not, I will not be able to get like the proper consent. And I know that in like society today, people think, oh, it doesn't matter if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, but, but it does. And it was really nice to see that conversation in this book. Yeah. I think, I mean, the entire book I highlighted so much, but if I could highlight anything in the book and what she said to us, I think there's a whole generation of people who are raised and expected to feel grateful for unwanted attention from men. Oh my Lord. So I'm really thankful that she like hit on it. Hopefully these were some of the same questions that you all had. Um, cause they were definitely things that we were thinking about as we were reading this and thanks Hannah for answering our questions and like kind of coming on our show. Maybe we'll figure out how to keep doing this. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so, so much. Okay. So we are going to talk about spice. We wanted to like, you know, give people a cutoff if they didn't want to be vulgar, but we're going to be vulgar. So there's a ton of spice in this book. So we just wanted to do our Q and A with her. And now we're going to transition back to your regularly scheduled programming and get into the spice from Icebreaker. This book, don't let the cartoon cover fool you. Don't let it fool you. I gave it three peppers. How many peppers did you give it? I also gave it three peppers, I think. Oh my God, look at us go. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just have to say the Uber scene. There is nothing oh. like a they have full on set. They have sex in the Uber, but I have to say there is nothing hotter than an Uber makeout. An Uber makeout session is almost hotter than the sex that you're going to have later. And that is just something that I stand by. No, they don't have sex in the Uber because this is my fantasy. So I was taking very clear notes. He fingers her in the Uber. They don't have A sex fing- in the yeah. Uber. And it was, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how to like put it in words. Other people were in the car, hot. The <laughs> Uber is steaming up. You know that people are fucking in the backseat. No one says a word. That's the type of friends that you need in your life. They're not going to say shit. They're not cock blocking you. They're letting you get fingered in the back of an Uber and they are supporting you along the way. Like that scene. And he was like, he's like, well, we're in public. And she's like, like, you don't do it. Then I'm going to finish myself. Like it's happening in this Uber whether you want to be a participant or not be a participant and I'm like go go girl go go off queen we fully support you the Halloween scene will forever live rent free in my head and if I had a boyfriend who played sports I would recreate this scene 100% so she dresses up as JJ for Halloween so she is wearing (laughs) JJ's hockey jersey with JJ's name on the back she looks hot as hell and her Lola walk into the bar and JJ knows what's happening and Nate sees her draw on the floor and JJ's like turn around Stoss and so Stoss turns around Nate sees JJ's name loses his shit is dragging her to the bathroom she is over his shoulder he is fucking fuming so they go to the bar bathroom and he goes how much do you like being able to walk straight he says never been a fan I am so oh my god and he's like he was like I am so fucking pissed right now and I was like this is so fucking hot and as he is fucking the life out of her he goes it's my cock you come all over even when you want to put another guy's name on your back it's my name you fucking scream I literally wrote shut the fuck up in my in my book because I just couldn't can we talk about the fact too that she prepared for this? So she had on this like tiny cheerleader <laughs> uniform underneath the jersey. So he obviously rips the jersey. She this was premeditated. All I'm saying, he rips the jersey off of her and she has on this like tiny sexy little uniform and he was like, "Oh, this is much better." So she knew that he was ripping that shit off of her the whole time. Hot hot and they come out of the bathroom she clearly looks like she's been like that they've had sex and henry was like you need to dress like a minion next year so i don't have to risk seeing your ass (laughs) nathan whispers into anastasia's ear i'm pretty sure there is an indent of my hands on both cheeks listen nate hawkins shows that you can have it all you can have a nice guy in the streets and a motherfucking kinky asshole possessive man in the sheets and that's all we want all we want the way that my jaw was on the fucking floor when I read when this scene happened in the dingy bar bathroom like that is like something that like I don't know why but I've always wanted to have like sex in a bar bathroom Mm. this was just executed so beautifully I have to say one of my favorite scenes is when they're first hooking up when they're at a party at his house he's like trying to win her over she's being kind of elusive maybe is the best word and he says you don't have to like me to scream my name Anastasia 
And then this is when he goes down on her. He says, I'll get on my knees if I have to. And she said, the only time I want a man on his knees before me is if his head is in between my legs. So he delivers, (laughs) which thank God for Nate Hawkins. And then removing his fingers and mouth, he leans back so he can look at me properly wearing the smuggest expression I've ever seen as he sucks his fingers into his mouth, not once breaking eye contact. No words. I mean, I have nothing to say. (laughs) Aggressive eye contact during sex can really, can really take it up a notch. Yeah. And then when they're having sex for the first time, he makes her come three times and she was like, this is just too good. I can't do it anymore. And he was like, don't be a quitter, Anastasia, and continues <laughs> to make her come for the third time. Hot. That speaks to my competitive side. Like, I will never quit. Yes, sir. I just, and like, she says things like you're too big and he's like, but you can take it. And I'm like, just speechless. When they're in the Uber, in the back of the Uber, he says, you going to come for me? Come all over my fingers, Anastasia. Show me what it's going to feel like when I've got my dick buried inside of you. In the Uber. I fucking cannot. I cannot. I'm telling you, there is something about Ubers and just hot makeout sessions. Like some of the best makeout sessions I ever had were like in the back of a car. I just have to say. I have to say, I mean, this is on brand for me, but you know, I, when he's being a good girl King, I have to let you know what he says, right? It's on brand. So we get, I have two instances that I would like to share because there's more than just saying good girl, which he does. He says, I'm going to fuck you. Like this tight little pussy is mine. You'll take it like a good girl. Won't you? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I will. Tears coming from my eyes. <laughs> no, literally tears coming down my eyes. I woke up Sunday morning and it was cold as shit. And I was like, it would be so nice to wake up in somebody's arms like Nate Hawkins right now. Especially if someone destroyed you the night before and called you a good girl. Please. Bathes her, puts her to bed. Oh, uh, but then there are two, as you all know, there are two levels to a praise cake. The first is like, a good girl, you know, come for me, those types of things. And then there's the second level, which is my personal favorite, which is whose pussy is this? (laughs) And she, he gets rougher and rougher. And she says, oh my God, yours, it's yours. He says, come for me. Let me feel you. Like throw, throw everyone else away. There's no one else that cares. And he praises her outside of the bedroom too. Like when she is stressed, she starts going back to therapy. He's like, baby girl, like you're just doing so good. You're just doing so well. And I want to mention, because there's this one line. So she's, this starts out with her having being friends with benefits with Ryan. They have this great friends with benefits. They have awesome sex, but they are just friends. And Ryan really wants her to eat. And she was like, no, because um, Aaron says I'm too heavy. And Ryan was like, from somebody who throws you around a lot, trust me, you're light. And I was like, this bitch getting fucked by the most awesome men on the planet. I just have to say, listen, Stassi is a captain collector and I am a fan of hers. Okay. I'm a big fan of her work and we would never judge her for collecting these 
fucking over six feet tall D1 captain. You got to do what you got to do. Girl, I'm out here. I'm a fan of you. I collected Delta Sigs. <laughs> she don't like Captain. I'm not cutting that out. I'm leaving it in. Beautiful. So I fully support. I I am just I'm a little bit more of a fan of Stassi's work than I was of yours. Me too. <laughs> I still admire you. <laughs> okay, the last spice I could really. Truly, I read like, the whole fucking book. We could sit here for like four hours and talk about this. But my last spice point is Stassi's a smut reader. So you knew that we were going to love her. We love any character that reads smut. They're on a plane and she was reading the heart. No, she was reading the kiss quotient 100% because it was about the autism woman and she hires an escort to help her. We've all read that book. We know what she's talking about. Yeah, and he asked. I also have highlight. You have a highlight too. He asks her about it on the plane, and she's like trying to hide because she's like a little embarrassed. And he says, "Anything you read, I'll do to you when we get home." Jaw on the ground. As I am skimming to look for more smut, here's a quote from Nathan: "You are my greatest gift, Anastasia." Like, imagine a man telling you that. And he says, I could talk for hours about her beauty, describe every freckle, every faint line, every inch of her body. Anastasia is like the sun, warm and blindingly beautiful. But to be honest, it's not what makes her my person. How am I ever supposed to do right now? No, I'm texting <laughs> Seth that I'm going to say, can you memorize where my freckles are? I'm doing it right now. Have you memorized every freckle on my body? we get a sit the fuck down i forgot to mention we get a sit the fuck down anastasia not sit the fuck down stassi sit the fuck down anastasia and he was fuming and you guys know there's nothing more like than get in the fucking car or sit or sit the fuck down like nothing more there's nothing more that emily likes than being yelled at (laughs) it's really highlighted it for her as you guys see this book is hot and the fact that we get six more books gotta be kidding me i like I don't, if she's ever in the states like i don't care where i have to go i'm going for a book signing i oh, easily i want to leave her in my will like she can get something if i die unexpectedly like i want to make sure that she is rewarded for her work she has to and i'm so glad that this was hockey like i'm just glad that i was like because if you guys watch hockey and you see the fight they have so much pent up like aggression <laughs> That it's just hot. Try to sound <laughs> less excited, Emily. <laughs> Jesus. But hockey's back in 13 days. <laughs> Anybody wants to start watching hot men skate on ice and fight. Okay, wait, who did you say that you pictured Nate as? So Jamie Dreisidel. Okay. So I he Googled plays him. I Googled him. He looks kind of like fratty. But do you want to know what I pictured Nate as the whole movie? The hot yeah. brother and cheaper by the dozen with the hat backwards. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we kind of went with like the same look. Yeah. Kind of fratty. Yours looks a little yeah. frattier than mine. Yeah. But he's still hot. Like he could potentially slip something in your drink. That's the vibe that I'm getting from that guy. <laughs> Can I say that? Do I need to cut that out? <laughs> He 
lives with one of his because so, I listen to a hockey podcast. He lives with one of his um, teammates, and they watch the sunset every night at six p.m. because they live on the beach. That's so I'm like, that's so wholesome. So wholesome. That's wholesome. Yep, that makes sense. Why you pictured him as Nate? That gives <laughs> Nate Hawkins energy. This is a universal five star read. Like normally when these books go viral, I mean, Emily and I could give anything five stars, but like this really does deserve the five stars and the hype. Yeah, this will like be a top five book. If you guys can't tell how much we love Nate Hawkins, God do the boyfriend pyramid, but I think you guys already know what we're going to put Nate Hawkins at. Oh, he is God tier, 100%. God tier. Like Nate Hawkins and Vicious can be roommates. That's how high in the God tier house they live. Yeah, no. I think Nate Hawkins is number one on my boyfriend pyramid. Yeah, I mean, and I have a lot of guys up there. You do. Your boyfriend house is getting pretty crowded. Your god tier house—that's how I'm thinking of it. As like they're in houses, and like Nate and um, Vicious can be roomies because they're up there rooming together at the top spot at God tier. (laughs) Incredible, impeccable. Nate Hawkins, if you're listening to this, we love you. You're welcome to sneak into my bedroom at any time. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And I, this is a book where I delayed reading it. Like I would like read up like, okay, I'm only going to read for one hour tonight because I just did not want it to end. Mm, so good. All right, guys. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and icebreakers as much as we did. So continuing with the ho- with the Halloween spirit, we are doing Scream for Us by Molly Doyle next week. It is a spooky Halloween reverse harem. So it will check off a block on your Cocktober craft. <laughs> <laughs> Only 124 really- pages. So, you know, strap in. You know it's spot. Yeah, you know it's hot. So... <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye.